Well, good morning, Restoration. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chad White. Um, I'm a member here at Restoration, and I have the privilege this morning of closing off the series on celebration this morning. Um, So with that, if you'd pray with me, let's get started. Um, Father God, I thank you that you are an amazing and wonderful God. I thank you that you are here this morning. I pray that you would step in and that I would step back, that your words would go forth and speak into people's lives and hearts. Amen. So over the past few weeks, we've heard some wonderful things about celebration. Greg Ellis reminded us not to wait to celebrate and that we could and should celebrate in the midst of any worthwhile endeavor. Eric Abramson prompted us that we need to celebrate and share our stories and to have hopeful expectations about life. Rob talked about the right kind of celebration and the fact that we need to be all in when we celebrate God. Two weeks ago, Dave Cornell encouraged us to celebrate God's character and that how we frame things changes how we react or how we celebrate. Last week, we had the opportunity to celebrate as a church um, at Crystal Beach Park. We got to have food together and break bread together, so it was an awesome time there. This week, I'd like to put a little bit different spin on what celebrate means. Um, we've been talking about a rejoicing kind of celebration, a party, if you will, or having a good time. What happens when you really don't feel like that celebration? When you don't, life gets hard. We have hard times. The Bible says you're going to have hard times. Um, so what happens when life is hard? Well, let's take a different definition of celebration. Uh, the definition where celebrate is to honor or praise publicly. We can do that. The type of celebration where we honor God for who he is by how we live all the time. For this, I'd like to use Hebrews 12, starting at verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let me stop there for a moment and ask this question. How many have had a bad day? How many of you have had a bad week? Thanks, Mike. (laughs) Um, Now you made me lose my point. Uh, (laughs) um, No, sometimes life doesn't go the way we'd like it to, and it makes it very hard to celebrate. These seasons in life are inevitable, and it's okay not to be happy all the time. We don't need to have a smile on our face all the time. Um, The wisdom in Ecclesiastes agrees with us in that there is a season for everything. But what happens when that season becomes a decade? I think Hebrews is trying to tell us how we can celebrate even when we don't feel like celebrating. First, Hebrews tells us to change our focus. We need to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. The hard times that you are experiencing are there as a result of sin. Notice how it doesn't say, or I didn't say, your sin. Life might be hard because of your sin, but it also might be hard because of someone else's sin. Or it might just be the sin that's in the world. We live in a fallen world. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
Our focus is to be on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Jesus joyfully paid the price for sin, all sin. He suffered and died to pay for our sins. I might suggest that if you don't have something to celebrate, you and I can celebrate Jesus' sacrifice and victory over sin, the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. You might need more than that to honor or praise God publicly. So let's go back to Hebrews and pick it up at verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And you have completely forgot, or have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and chastens everyone he accepts as his sons. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as children. For what children are not disciplined by their fathers? If you are not disciplined and everyone, everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while, as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Again, Hebrews takes us to Jesus, the fact that Jesus died for our sins. When you accept the sacrifice of Jesus, God adopts you into his family. You become a child of the king. God becomes your heavenly father. Let me ask you, What should an ideal parent provide for their kids? They should feed them, clothe them, nurture, discipline, and protect them. Uh, Most parents want what's best for their kids, and their job is to help them grow into adulthood. God does and wants the same thing. He wants the best for us. Really, he does. And helps us grow into spiritual adulthood. The hard time that you are experiencing right now God has allowed in your life. It may not be because of your sin, or perhaps, excuse me, perhaps it's a test to see if you really trust in what God said. Remember Job's trials? Regardless of why, God is in control and has your best interest in mind. As a child of God, God desires for you or God's desire for you is to gain wisdom in the hard time or trial that you're facing. This is rarely easy. Joseph was sold into slavery and jailed and still believed that God had his best interest in mind. God was still good, even when Joseph's life didn't look good. David was rebuked several times and had some major consequences. He said, God, you're still good, even though my life isn't good. Paul was rejected, he was put into prison, and stoned. 
But through it all, he celebrated God's character and love for him. When we see God as our Heavenly Father, it changes our perspective on what we're going through. We can celebrate even when we don't want to. We can celebrate God's goodness as our Heavenly Father and that he has our best interest in mind. Back to Hebrews 14, picking it up at verse 14. Or Hebrews 12, picking it up at verse 14. Make every effort to live at peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace or see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. This is where the rubber hits the road. Want to make your situation better? Help someone else. I know, simple, right? Not so much. The last thing I want to do when I'm feeling down is to live at peace with others and to help them out. If I'm going down, I want people to go down with me. <laughs> it's contrary to what God would have us do. You can have a bad day, but don't let that bad day grow into bitterness and trouble. God calls us to be holy all of the time. If you serve others and walk humbly, God will be glorified. How we react in our valleys is going to show how much we trust, dare I say celebrate, God. Hard times are when our character is revealed. And trust me, others are watching. If they see you handle your troubles with peace and grace, God can and will be glorified. People will see God's holiness working in you and want it for themselves. And that's double the reason to celebrate when you don't feel like it. When you celebrate God in the hard times, God is glorified and others notice God. So back to Hebrews 12 again from verse 25. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Where does your faith lie? Is it in worldly things, things that can be shaken, things that can fall away? Or is it in unshakable, heavenly things? The author is leading us to a choice. We can choose life, or we can choose uh, to suffer the consequences of sin. To simplify, we can choose life, or we can choose death. Life is a wonderful thing, and the advantages of living in Christ are all here. We get an abundant life. Not a name-it-and-claim-it kind of religion, but a peace and a joy that come through a relationship with God. We get to join with the heavenly host in praising God because he simply loves us. We get to belong to a body of believers that provide accountability and hope. 
We, do not have a, we don't have to fear God's judgment as Jesus has paid the debt for our sins entirely. God is worthy of worship. He deserves our awe and reverence. God's reign and rule is not going to be shaken. We can celebrate God's future plans because they will happen. We live in a fallen world, so we will have troubles. And unfortunately, we feel the need to try and hide our troubles and pains from our friends, our families, and even our church. And even sadder still is those places where we should feel safe and that we should feel comfortable sharing our griefs, our sorrows, our pains, and even our sins are the places where we receive ridicule and judgment. I honestly hope that this doesn't become true for restoration in the church family that's here. Yes, we still mess up, and we don't get it right all the time. But overall, let's vow together to work together for God's glory. I hope and pray that we can remember the values that we support as a church. I pray that we can be Christ-centered, that we believe Jesus will change everything for everyone. Since Jesus restores us to God, we can live in Christ every day in all that we do, even through the hard times. I hope that God makes us authentic people. We remember that we are not perfect people, and we don't need to be perfect people. I ask that we work hard at being an accepting community, remembering that we are not designed to live out our faith alone. We are built to live in accountability and relationship with others, and that we choose that community, that we can show and receive the grace in the relationships that we build here. May we serve humbly, welcoming others with the grace of Jesus, remembering that the church exists for those not yet in it. May our hope in Jesus Christ show through words of truth and acts of love. So to summarize this, we can always celebrate Jesus by focusing on what he has done for us. That by changing how we frame things, can celebrate, we can celebrate even the tiniest of blessings. We can celebrate God's goodness as our Heavenly Father because he has our best interest in mind. When you celebrate, even if you don't feel like celebrating, God is glorified and others notice. We can celebrate God's future plans because they will happen. We can celebrate even in the hard times. We can be a light in the darkness, even when we are hurting. How we choose to live is how people are going to see Christ. So reflect the light well and serve him humbly, even when it's hard. In doing this, we can celebrate God in all the moments of our life.